If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Probably the power of flight. Oh, the power to turn invisible. Hmm, probably the power to win lots of money instantly. Wait, that's an option? It is now. With Power Blitz scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery, you could win top prizes from $5,000 up to $1 million and enter for a shot at VIP iHeartRadio event experiences or a chance to play the $10 million Power Blitz Challenge. Okay, I'd like to change my power. Play Power Blitz scratch tickets and power up your luck. Must be 18 or older, play responsibly. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal. It's stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. It's the Single Storm Podcast. Folks, as I'm putting down this uh, Salcedo Storm podcast, it is breaking news. It's going to be old news by the time you hear it, but it's breaking news right now. This is uh, the Texas governor has made a major move. And I'm going to read from the Twitter account of Allie Bradley TV. Uh, First off, Allie Bradley is a network correspondent covering the southern border for News Nation. Uh, She's a WSU Murrow College grad. And uh, she is also identified as a Christian on her social media platform, which is uh, X. Breaking, hashtag breaking, the state of Texas has seized all city property along the riverfront at the border in the Eagle Pass area under Governor Abbott's emergency powers, including federal processing locations and equipment. Stop there. Uh, Processing. Yeah, processing for illegal aliens. They have been seized by the state of Texas. This is according to multiple sources. All access to the property is limited to the authority uh, only of the state. Border Patrol will be permitted to enter the property to remove their equipment and supplies. Agents will not have access to the area unless there is a medical emergency. I'm told the state plans to start arresting all who cross for criminal trespass. This is not This is not under the new illegal entry law, SB4. They have been arresting for criminal trespass for months. Statement from Governor Abbott's office. Quote, Texas is holding the line at our southern border with miles of additional razor wire and anti-climb barriers to deter and repel the record high levels of illegal immigration invited by President Biden's reckless open border policies. Instead of enforcing federal immigration laws, the Biden administration allows unfettered access for Mexican cartels to smuggle people into our country. Texas will continue to deploy Texas National Guard soldiers, DPS troops, and more barriers, utilizing every tool and strategy to respond to President Biden's ongoing border 
crisis. Again, that is from Texas Governor Greg Abbott's office. Joe Biden has been behaving, of course, contrary to the rule of law, contrary to the Constitution, contrary to President Trump. And the Democrats, too, have been aiding Joe Biden. What do the Democrats want to do? They want to spend more of your money to bring in more illegal aliens. Here's Democrat Congressman Mark Vesey, who is too cowardly to debate his his election opponents. Here is Mark Vesey's take. Absolutely. Uh, we, we need more funding to address this issue. And, and we need for Republicans, again, to stop playing politics and let's pass a bill that will provide the agencies along the border more funding to deal with this. We need, and, and then again, of course, we need more courts. We need more immigration attorneys. We need more more people to really be able to deal with this problem. And again, let's get away from all of the headline grabbing sound bites and let's work on some of these on on some of these issues that quite frankly, people just aren't talking about enough. Yeah, what the issues are, the Democrat Party does not want to enforce the law. The law says you cannot illegally enter the United States of America. The law says you don't have a right to illegally enter the United States of America, period. End of story, end of sentence. So you either come in an orderly fashion or you don't come in. That's pretty much where the law is. But Democrats don't see it that way. Democrats say, well, the law is inconvenient for our political objectives, so we're just going to ignore the law. That's what sanctuary states have been doing. That's what Democrats have been doing. That's what Joe Biden has been doing. So there, there is no inherent right to come into the United States illegally. Now, President Trump had it right. Remain in Mexico until your asylum hearing is completed. Now, ideally, these folks should apply for asylum into the United States in home countries or the nearest safe adjacent country to their to their homeland at wherever they can find a US embassy to apply that's how it should be done and frankly the idea you get to show up to the US Mexico border and, and, and enrich these narco terrorists and these bad actors and these human traffickers these child molesters that that's that's just insane that is insane now Alejandro Mayorkas is out there saying that uh, that he's doing everything he possibly can do to stop the illegal immigration crisis. But it's our broken laws, our broken border system. Gee, it wasn't so broken when President Trump was in office. In fact, the majority of all migrants encountered at the southwest border throughout this administration have been removed, returned or expelled. That's not true. In private, Alejandro Mayorkas admits that individuals who come illegally to the border, 85% of them are released into the United States. 85% of them. And that's probably a conservative estimate. Nine million illegal aliens released into the United States. He's just a, a bald-faced liar. A majority of them. We are doing everything we can within a broken system to incentivize non-citizens to use lawful pathways to impose consequences on those who do not. And that's a lie. You're not. President Trump did all he could within the law. You're not utilizing the law. You're not following the law, Alejandro Mayorkas. You want to change the law to say that everybody around the globe has the right to come into the United States of America whenever the hell they want. And that's just, that's, that's national suicide. And that's why that type of reform can't get done. Here's CBS Air Quotes News lying about what President Trump had to say about those illegal aliens breaking into our country. When President Trump says immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country, 
Is that a statement you agree with? Th that's not language I would use, but, but I understand the urgency of President Trump's admonition. He's been saying this since he ran for president the first time. That's Speaker Mike Johnson accepting the lie. President Trump did not say immigrants are poisoning the blood of Americans. He did say illegal aliens are poisoning the blood of America, a nation of laws. Of course, any lawbreaker poisons the blood of a nation of laws. Got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about. Yeah. Did you hear the words immigrants? No, just they. And even CNN was forced to admit that they are illegal aliens, those who illegally break into our country. You have to ask yourself, why does the biased press, CNN, CBS, why do they feel compelled to lie about what President Trump says? Maybe it's because CBS and CNN, they all support illegal immigration. They all support what the Democrats have been doing to the United States of America, bringing in a whole bunch of people who have no fidelity or devotion to our Constitution so they can finally do away with it. Good buddy of mine has been talking about these types of things. I'm talking about illegal immigration, legal immigration, and the consequences of all of that. His name is Ruben Navarrete Jr. He is a centrist guy, and just before the Christmas holiday, I sat down, spoke with him about Oh, all manner of things. And you will hear that interview next on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you sick of all these Medicare commercials? Well, what if you're under 65 and need quality, affordable health coverage? American Medical Plan specializes in under 65 health insurance plans that have zero co-pays at the doctor and no deductible on all outpatient services, including surgeries. You pick your doctors and hospitals. There are private plans, enroll anytime, and there are 30 to 60% less than Obamacare. If you're paying too much for your own health insurance call american medical plans they will customize a plan managed and chosen by you not the government a liberty loving american takes on washington hollywood and the whole media establishment he's chris salcedo join his fight tune in to the chris salcedo show every weekday afternoon on newsmax do you support the sanctity of life our military our veterans our first responders well so does patriot mobile they have great discounts for all of those folks plus you multi-line users out there but that's not where patriot mobile stops they continue their support by donating millions every single year to conservative causes that you and i care about and if that isn't enough to get you to switch how's about the fact that patriot mobile isn't limited to just one network they have all three major carriers. That means they provide an industry-leading coverage guarantee. Need more reasons to switch? When you go to patriotmobile.com storm and you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support me. So you get great value, support the causes you love, and keep your liberty-loving Latino's voice independent, all for making the switch and putting your hard-earned money that you're already spending to work at battling the woke. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or go to patriotmobile.com storm. Use the promo code STORM. Storm. That gets you free activation. 972-PATRIOT at PatriotMobile.com slash Storm. The establishment media is out of touch with the real things real Texans care about. Real news for real Texans. That's what Texas Scorecard does every day. Learn more and subscribe for free. TexasScorecard.com slash Chris. You know, my friends, we haven't talked much about the Pope's antics. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about that on Newsmax because... 
what he's I think he's overstepped, just like the Colorado Supreme Court just overstepped, just like so many of these left-wingers are overstepping. Uh, I think the Pope uh, is is making a last-ditch desperate effort to to I don't know, communize the Catholic faith because he is a, he's a devotee as you know of of communism and uh it, very dangerous, very dangerous. Let's get out to our guest, Ruben Navarrete Jr. is a nationally syndicated columnist with the Washington Post Writers Group whose column is now in its 23rd year of syndication. He's also the writer of the Navarrete Nation newsletter at Substack, columnist for the Daily Beast on the left and Newsmax magazine on the right. Ruben is the host of the podcast Ruben in the Center and a dear friend. Hey man, Christopher, how are you? Good to be with you again, my friend. And and right back at you. I hope uh I hope the holidays are treating you well and uh and Christmas and the new year. I just will say buckle up because I I mean, I wasn't planning on talking to you about this, but I know you're going to have something to say. Colorado, the Supreme Court there kicks Trump off the ballot, but in the same ruling says, "Oh, by the way, we're going to stay our own ruling knowing the Supreme Court is going to strike us down. So really, and this is not me saying this, a lot of uh, court watchers are saying the reason why they did this was for the criminally stupid in the media and the criminally stupid on the left. How do you see it? I see it as good news because uh, not because I want Trump on the ballot in Colorado or don't, but because given the rationale they offered, it just seems like things are working like they're supposed to work. And I think on the right and on the left, with so much of our politics, most days I just look at things not working the way they're supposed to work. I don't know if the court ultimately stayed its ruling because it knew that the Supreme Court would overrule it, but more it could overrule it. But the possibility is there, clearly. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, if the Supreme Court overrules it, then I'm happy with that outcome as well, because I just want the process to work the way the process is supposed to work. And Ultimately, if the Supreme Court is the final word, then so be it. I'm not going to folks on the left will be upset with that. I won't be. Well, no, I'm not going to be upset about it as well. As a matter of fact, I think that with this move, uh, the Supreme Court of Colorado occupied by a bunch of leftists, they've shown their level of desperation. We're going to save democracy by denying you the vote. And this is this is this is the theme for the left of the over the entire country. There's there's no voting. There, yeah, there, there's no voting in the, yeah. in the Democrat primary. There's no debates in the Democrat primary. We're saving democracy by denying people a choice. And that is the, the, the message that is so vacuous and stupid from the left. No, I'm glad you said that, because I agree with you on that. I agree that, you know, I find myself agreeing this morning with Chris Christie, who defended Donald Trump, who he never defends Donald Trump. Obviously, he's been his harshest critic. <laughs> yeah. But he said, ultimately, that that if Donald Trump is kept from the White House, it, was, it should not be because of the court. Christie believes that the voters should keep Donald Trump from the White House, not the court. So I'm with Christie. I think that makes sense. I also like what you said, and I agree with it, because it is really a sad commentary. And I've said this many times on television. I'm a commentary, uh, offer commentary in Los Angeles at Spectrum News One, and it's a liberal outfit, and I get liberal questions from you know liberal producers and the like. Um, but uh, I think it, it really speaks badly. Uh, it's a sad commentary on the Democratic Party that they feel that they can't beat Donald Trump at the ballot box, so they've got to do uh, what they can behind the scenes and legal mechanisms well, to keep him off the ballot altogether. So yeah, and, it doesn't reflect well on the Democrats. And you're right about that. Let me agree with you. You're right, because they know that Joe Biden, uh, if you look at Monmouth, if you look at the latest Pew poll, you look at the latest yep. CNN polling, 
Yep. He's he's right around one third support. That means two thirds of the country want nothing to do with Joe Biden and his regime and the extremism that has been harming this country for three years. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the things I did bring you on to talk about, because I, I just posted this on Twitter and on Truth Social and uh, where else did I go? Instagram. And I did some I did some digging uh, on this and you've been writing about anti-Semitism. Now, I, you, you fancy yourself as a as a straight down the middle kind of guy, neither left nor neither right. So, and you do this a lot and I've, and I've, and I've teased you a lot about it, but you say that anti-Semitism is a left and a right thing. So go ahead and make your case. Well, you're right. And first, let me just uh, uh, put a tag on something you said earlier. I don't think Americans are turning off the Biden's extremism. I think that they're turning off to the fact of Biden's age and his general incompetence. The incompetence factor in his administration uh, just shows up in various aspects and various parts of, of the mm. cabinet administration. I think those are the two things, age and competence, that are really hurting Biden. Okay. Uh, aside from that, um, you're right. I, I am in the center, and I do um, – You get te- I get teased by you on my, on my good friend on the far right. I get teased by my good friend on the far left, Tavis Smiley, my old radio host. I've known you for 20 years, Chris. I've known him for 30. And both the right and the left are always trying to pull me off center – <laughs> come with us, get off the center, come with us, and I resist. Uh, and so I do think, and to answer your question directly, anti-Semitism has a long history uh, on the right wing, among conservatives, among religious conservatives, uh, among uh, the moral majority and Jerry Falwell in the 1980s. Uh, you might say, well, that was 40 years ago. In the context of anti-Semitism and Israel, that's a blink of an eye. That's The people who were anti-Semitic jerks in their 20s, are now anti-Semitic jerks in their 60s, okay? So um, that's not that long ago. And typically, I've, I've had a chance to think about this a little bit more. I think that one of the major points is that for folks on the, on the religious right who have not seen any problem bringing in things like prayer in schools or a moment in silence in schools, uh, typically they get fought back and pushed back by groups like the ACLU, People for the American Way. People for the American Way was started by a Jew named Norman Lear. Uh, and... And ultimately, these are groups that push back against the, the threat of the, of the religious right. And so when you would poll Jews in the 80s or 90s and say, who do you fear more, Louis Farrakhan on the left or Jerry Falwell on the right, they say it's a tie. It's a tie. We, we fear them both. Mm-hmm. And so I am troubled, and I'll end with this, Chris. I, I am troubled by my friends on the left who pretend that all the racism and all the restriction on, on immigration, well, that's only on the right. They turn a blind eye to all those, all the racism they see on the left. Well, likewise, my friends on the right on anti-Semitism, those Republican friends only see anti-Semitism on the left. They are blind to it in the right. Okay. So, look, I think you make a compelling case when you're stuttering, st- studying the history of, of anti-Semitism in the United States. But as uh, uh, you have been a fan of, of Rush Limbaugh when he was with us, I, I, am, a, I am a graduate, not a graduate, but a, a continuing fan. education of the uh, yep. Institute for Advanced Conservative Studies. So I'm continuing yep. there. So Rush, Rush said, I live in today. I live in Realville. And so let me, let me bring you to today. I don't believe that there is a, you can find... A, as many Republicans who are in elected office today who are known declared anti-Semites by either their rhetoric or their, their actions. But I can name for you several of them on the Democrat side. 
Rashida M.F. Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Pramila Jayapal, Jamal Bowman, and the list go Corey Bush. The list goes on and on and on of elected people in government with power that are that are known anti-Semites and Jew haters. And that the, the Democrat Party refuses to condemn them by name because they are gateways to Democrat power. And today, as you and I are talking today, and this isn't just me saying it, Alan Dershowitz, a lifelong Democrat, a lifelong Jew, says the virulent strain of anti-Semitism, it's home in the United States, is in the American left and the power base of the left that is elected. Where is he and I going wrong? So you're not going wrong. You're only half wrong, not 100 percent wrong. Um, it's, a, it's a bit like saying it's funny, you know, because the right and the left both do this. Conservatives and liberals both do this. This is why I like being Ruben in the center. They both play what about Right. If if, in fact, you and I were having a conversation about is there racism, systemic racism in the Houston Police Department? Uh-huh. And before we can have that conversation, you say, well, wait a minute. There's racism in the Los Angeles Police Department. Well, both things can be true at the same time. Ben Shapiro. Who, uh, who's been really important in his work in the last 10 weeks or so, you know, on this issue, says two things can be true at the same time. And it is possible that everything you say is correct about uh, Talib and uh, Omar and the others. I'm not going to defend those people. There is a very pronounced anti-Semitism that you see on left-wing college campuses and within the squad. And you and I have talked about this. It basically comes down to a, a different form of racism. They see Jews as white. They see... Uh, colonial, uh, everything's colonial is, is white. They <laughs> see Jews and Israel as an example of colonialism. Yeah. They're 180% wrong because uh, the whole formation of Israel in 1948 was kind of a middle finger to colonialism, saying, guess what? You know, forget the, uh, the diaspora. We're coming back together, you know, despite colonialism uh, taking, taking us apart. So there, I agree with you. I'm 100% on your side with regard to the left. Where I differ with you, is that I don't think it's a, a case of whataboutism. I think that the right wing has had prominent voices like Pat Buchanan, for starters, who was a avowed anti-Semite and a racist, and who wrote a book, his first book in his 20s, Chris, was called Right from the Beginning. He was a speechwriter for Nixon. He, he worked for Reagan. There's more a part of the Republican establishment than Buchanan. He didn't leave the Republican Party until 2000 when he joined well, the Reform Party. I, I think the operative word... I, I. I think your operative word there is history. And again, I'm living in today and what where we are today, and I don't believe you can excuse the actions of today, and you would be hard-pressed to find the level of anti-Semitism in the positions of power in the Republican well, Party. that you Well, no, no, no. It just, again, who's, again, who's got more anti-Semitism? I, I, the, I the could care less. Democrats should be policing Democrats. And Republicans well, should police Republicans. They don't do that. But again, they don't do that. And again, I I don't care if as some fringe guy is an anti-Semite that has no power over me and my family or my country. I do care when they're making decisions inside of government. Let me let me give you some stats, and I I don't know them all by heart because I was I was yep. looking for them and they were presented to me. And this is what I placed online. I think it's fascinating because these. The, the know-nothings you're talking about on college campuses, the professors and the the skulls full of mush they're instructing that are out there, you know, hating on Jews and cheering on Hamas. Um, these people are relying on this. They, they, they say there's an ethnic cleansing going on right now in Gaza at the hands of the Jews. But there's some stats that I, that I came across that I just wanted to share with you. I'm not going to share them all. Just you'll get the flavor here in a minute. 
1948, the population of the Jews in Yemen was 55,000. Now it's at 50. In Iraq, the population went from 150,000 to seven Jews. In Libya, they had 78,000. Now not a single Jew lives in Libya or in Syria for that matter. So they say there's an ethnic cleansing going on. When you look over in Israel, they started out with 156,000 Arabs in their country. It's now up to 2.1 million inside of their country. So you tell me, Ruben Navarrete, where, where is the ethnic cleansing actually happening? Yeah, I mean, I, I went to Israel in 2012, my first uh, time there. It, it has promised to change my life, change my perspective. I, I'm all in for Israel. Uh, I said so yesterday on, on Michael Medved's radio show. Michael's a good friend for 20 years as well. Um, I am very grateful for all the Jewish commentary that's coming out, um, you know, in the last uh, 10 weeks or so. But I remember after October 7th hearing two things uh, coming out of uh, the commentary uh, from Israel, and that is that the Israelis were saying this is a genocide. They used the G word, okay? The Israelis said this is, this is another genocide. The, the Palestinians in Gaza, after the invasion of Gaza began, uh, you know, I would say driven completely by self-defense and the determination of Israel not to have this happen again, and, and to, remove Gaza, uh, to remove Hamas from Gaza as a ruling force, uh, well, all of a sudden, the people in Palestinians were saying ethnic cleansing. So, Chris, here's where I just, my head starts spinning, right? And I say to myself, look, I'm all in for Israel. I'm 100%. But this is not helpful. It is not helpful to use terms like ethnic cleansing on the one side and genocide on the other. Maybe each side could make an argument for that. I don't think that's, that's not the part of this discussion over the last 10 weeks that's been the most fruitful. And again, to our earlier point, it's not just the Palestinians who use the crazy talk. With ethnic cleansing, uh, the, the minute that the Jews started talking about genocide, I winced. I winced. I said, no, <laughs> maybe you don't want to use that word. Well, you know, you're, you're big on history, so it's not like it hasn't happened before. So, and I yeah. think there's a, there's a particular sensitivity. And, and this is not that. And among is, the, you got to be well, careful when, you know, and I, again, when I was in Jerusalem and they gave us a tour of the Holocaust Museum, it's heartbreaking. You got to be careful to talk about things in proportion. Well, okay? dude, Hitler. We're about Hitler, wait a minute. Jews. Hitler didn't lead with the genocide. He he built up to that, and that's exactly I think the Jews have have are right minded to say, hey, we don't want to let allow somebody because history shows us how dangerous that is to build up that power. Look, I've only got about a minute and a half left, and I've got to get this yeah. in because you because as you know, the state of Texas has said. You know what? If you're an illegal alien, uh, you're you're not welcome to trespass in the state of Texas. Illegal, as yeah, you know, right. as you know, <laughs> as you know, uh, I I'll believe, believe that when they stop hiring them. Well, well, again, I know that's what your perspective is, but as your liberty-loving yep. Latino, I say illegal immigration is wrong. Illegal immigration is immoral, and illegal immigration is bad for any nation forced to endure it by its political class. So now that Governor Abbott has taken this step, and it, we, who knows if it's going to stand up to judicial muster. Uh, what is your take on this law that now says, hey, you, you should not be made easy in your illegality in Texas? Well, first, let me say that I agree with you. As a son of a cop, my dad was on the job for 37 years. I always used to bristle when people like Pat Buchanan, the aforementioned racist and anti-Semite, used to talk about law and order. Because Buchanan, in his first book, talked about how he, he got in a fight with D.C. police officers when he was a student at Georgetown. He was, he was proud of that, right? I grew up the son of a cop to respect law enforcement. That includes you know, not threatening cops' lives on January 6th. 
So I don't need lectures from the right wing or conservatives about what's illegal and not illegal and what's wrong and not wrong. I get that. But I was excited when I heard that, that Greg Abbott had decided to tackle immigration, uh, illegal immigration in the state of Texas and, and come up with a cure-all because I thought he was going to go after employers. A three-strikes law, as I have long advocated, for employers, if you hire an illegal immigrant uh, knowingly under the law, you get what the, what the law allows, which is a $10,000 fine per occurrence. Uh, second offense, you get five days in jail. Okay, and I, But I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Instead, I got uh, something that will make immigrants more fearful, <laughs> uh, less likely to go to police to uh, report Oh, no, 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 not, not immigrants. Assault, not not immigrants. Well, wait, not, not, not immigrants. No, 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 not immigrants. The general has now wait. done something that will make Texas whoa, whoa, more whoa. unsafe. Not immigrants, illegal aliens. We're not talking about immigrants here. Illegal aliens, those who are not authorized to be in this country. We can't, we cannot conflate. Yeah, and those people who are not authorized to be in this country, yeah. they won't report crimes. And so the word will go out to, to bad guys. That's the, that's the population to criminalize, to, to victimize. So Greg Abbott, the attorney general who obviously slept through law during law school, uh, somehow now is saying as a former attorney general that he's going to create a system in Texas where there's more crime and not less crime. Great job doing a great job, Greggy. Okay, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Ruben Navarrete Jr., my good friend, you have a blessed Christmas. I thank you for being here as oh, you always. you brother. You too. And we'll talk Good again. That's going to do it for this Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me and yourself a favor. Visit a couple of websites. TexasScoreCard.com. That's number one. That's where you track down the effort to get rid of what many call rhinos, what I call pro-Democrat Republicans. Republicans who are really Democrats at heart, but they couldn't get elected as, as Democrats, so they run as Republicans. That's where you go to keep track of Texas's efforts to purge the Republican Party of these pro-Democrat Republicans. Also head on over to ChrisSalcedo.com. That's where you find the Chris Salcedo shows on AM700 KSEV. The Voice of Texas, simulcast on Getter, Rumble, and on Newsmax 2. And then in the afternoon, we go Strictly TV on Newsmax 1, 4 o'clock till 5 Eastern. Till we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth isn't measured by how much power is stolen by an out-of-control government. It is measured by how much power is reserved for you and me. In short, we the people. Stay vigilant out there, my friends. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Probably the power of flight. Oh, the power to turn invisible. Hmm, probably the power to win lots of money instantly. Wait, that's an option? It is now. With Power Blitz scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery, you could win top prizes from $5,000 up to $1 million and enter for a shot at VIP iHeartRadio event experiences or a chance to play the $10 million Power Blitz Challenge. Okay, I'd like to change my power. Play Power Blitz scratch tickets and power up your luck. Must be 18 or older, play responsibly. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.